First off, thank you for tuning in, and welcome to the first episode of the first eight count. My first guest is a great friend, great dancer, great choreographer, great teacher, even a great cook. He teaches all over the New York, New Jersey area. He's worked with Todrick Hall, Tiana Taylor, and Margie Plus. It's the great Jay Deshaun. Enjoy, everyone. Cool. So, we're here with Justin Deshaun, Jay Deshaun. What's good? <laughs> you already know. What's up, man? Um, nothing much. Just moved into my new apartment. Hey, it's looking great. I'm feeling good. Um, you know, the splizzies in the hand. <laughs> my morning routine. Everything's chill. It's it's good vibes in these weird times. Hell, fucking yeah! Cause these times it's fucking hot. And I'm glad that I was like able to still dance and work and do everything throughout COVID. Yes, be very grateful for that because I mean we all miss it so much. All all the dances have been like so like what happened? COVID right. was already a thing, but we didn't know anything about it. February, I had went to LA and I was there for two weeks, and I came back and what? March, I was working at um, Bronx Dance Academy, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, um, you know, I don't think we're going to close, and then literally two days later, <laughs> we're closed, <Yeah. laughs> and I was like, shit, and then I was like, what am I going to do, but then they called me, and they were like, oh, we're going to do everything on Zoom, so I was like, okay, and then that was up until the end of the school year, which is in June. Mm -hmm. And then what June happened, I was laid off for like another weekend and we're like, all right, we want you for the summer program. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'm working for the summer. And then summer program happened. It was done around like August, the end of August. And I haven't worked since, but then they called me just what last week. And I was like, do you want to come back to school and work? So at least I still have the opportunities, and plus I was still working at um, other studios between Jersey and here, Brick House, um, The Hive, um, just different studios I was getting opportunities from, as well as parents just calling me like, oh, we want you to do privates. Um, I still want my child to be active throughout this time. So I was pretty fortunate to still be like working and, you know, not have COVID either. <laughs> that's, that's what's up. That's awesome. Not not everybody got opportunities like that, but you know when you're putting in the work constantly, yeah. it's gonna reward you, even when they ain't shit to do. Um, but like you said, you've been in here in New York. You've been in Jersey. Um, but did it? Where did it start? Did it start in Jersey or here or what dancing? Yeah, oh, like I started dancing in. Uh as a kid, I'm from Jersey, so I'm from North New Jersey, Brick City, where we hit you first and ask questions later. Nine seven three, bring the fuck up. Boom, wow, boom. already know. Shout not out going to the there. hood. It's like, nah. <laughs> imagine I was that person. I'm not that person. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little ratchet, but nah, I can never be that person. Um, but no, I was born and raised in Newark. I was raised with. Um, I like how that's one syllable, by the way. Newark. Yeah, it's Newark. I'm used that's to it. Newark. <laughs> like, most people like Newark, but it's Newark. Like, no, it's Newark. Newark. That's how you guys say it. Um, I was born and raised in Jersey. Um, I was, I come from like 
a mixed family. Um, so my mom was a single mom. Uh, I have a lot of extended family. So when I say my biological mom and then like my, my extended mom. Right. Like, um, but with my biological mom, shout out to her. Um, she was a single mom. And so if she had to work, I had to go and like chill with my aunts on my mom's side of the family. So the youngest aunt, my youngest, uh, that's like my fa- one of my favorite aunts. Uh, mm-hmm. She used to babysit me all the time. But because she was so young, all she was doing was watching music videos. So this is when <laughs> you had The Box and MTV was on Channel 22. Yeah. <laughs> um, and BET was what? Channel 40 or something, I think. <laughs> so all I would watch was music videos all day. So that's pretty much how it started. And she told me... The first dance that I did was the robot. Like, <laughs> I did the whole beep up, whoop up. <laughs> and then, like, I did the whole, Doo! like, I shut down <laughs> and I pulled myself back up. And then she told me to do it again in front of the family. And I was just mm. like, okay. And I just started doing it again. And then I think that's where my love for dance started. Like, I grew up watching Missy, Usher, Aaliyah. Destiny's Child, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, like all of those, Britney, Britney, Mm -hmm. like all of just like the great performers. Um, And that's what made me want to like, that's what captivated me as a dancer. Yeah, dope. Um, Yeah, I think you were definitely like blessed with an era. Um, It definitely shows in your style too. Uh, The influences from like that like stage tour choreography hitting um this is around the time when you know paul abdul and and madonna were just now in their prime and like breaking out and setting the tone for what a tour or a live stage performance should look like yeah for sure like actually performing Mm -hmm. um and you said like you loved it like when you figured out like oh this is fun, and people like to see me do this. Yeah, so why not? Like, right. And, like, it's so weird because I'm shy. <laughs> like, I'm a shy Are person. You? I, it's so <laughs> weird because... That's a shock. Like, I'm so introverted, but because I also do like the attention, right? it's like, boom, yeah, give me something, a stage. No, like, I'll act like I don't want to dance, and then... Three seconds later, I'm in a full dip. <laughs> like, <laughs> just so any opportunity I got as a kid, and I think it stemmed from like, you know, I spent a lot of time by myself. I didn't have any brothers or sisters, or like, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of friends my age that did what I did or was as artistic as I was. So I just, you know, any opportunity I got to showcase that to anybody that was different from me. I took that opportunity. Mm. So you're an you're an extroverted introvert. Yeah. And dance is definitely the way you exercise that extrovert. Uh-huh. <laughs> when uh so you knew you liked it. When did when did you figure out you were good at it? Like when we were like, oh, I can do this. I think I figured out I was good at it when I feel like there's multiple times. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I knew I could dance. Right. But I just figured I could dance because I was black. 
<laughs> like, I just thought that's what all black people did. Like, we just all dance all I the time. Mean, it so, is woven into the culture. Right. But, like, I figured it out because at first I used to draw. Everything was drawn. Oh. So I drew, I'm a visual type of person. Like, I was drawing, like, J-Lo, like, J-Lo from her um, VMA performance. Yes. Um, what else? I was drawing, like, a lot of cartoons. I was drawing a lot of, like, comics. And then I was like, I'm good at this, but how good I am? how good am I at dance? Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until like middle school when I was just like, I kind of want to like do more with dance. And the step team had, Mm -hmm. um, from high school, Mm -hmm. the high schoolers came for, um, I think it was what, like club day or like you would (laughs) join the club to see what club you would join in, um, high school, like a club fair, Uh a club fair. Uh, and then, uh, they came, this was like, I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade, they came to the school and they were like, yeah, um, do you want to try out? And I was like, sure. And then they gave me a step and it was super hard. <laughs> and I just stood there and looked at it. And then I like did it step for step. And they were like, um, so can you write down your parents' number? <laughs> I'm like, why? She's like, we just want to talk to them about like, you know, putting you in classes or like mm. you joining the team a little bit early. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, okay. And then like, I was dancing in church at the same time. Mm. So there, they weren't allowing me to perform because I was too young. Okay. And it wasn't until the pastor had walked into one of our rehearsals and saw me dance. And then that following Sunday, he was like, I seen this young man dance (laughs) and you know, he's just so talented and gifted. And he put me on, he told me to come up and I was, he was like, just show them that dance. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) So I don't know if you, does the robot in front of the whole congregation. I've seen that meme or that video. It's on church of laugh. Uh, the Instagram is church of laugh. And it's, um, this little black boy doing like the shoot. (laughs) And then he's doing this. Like that was me. I was like, that was me when I was like in middle school, bro. And Yo. I felt like that validated me because I had people that were like, that didn't even understand about young kids these right. days or the dance culture or anything like that. I had these older people mm. looking at me or seeking after me um, for my talents. I was like, I am pretty good at this, so I might as well just keep going. And I, everybody knew me in school. Little gay black kid that be dancing. That was <laughs> that was how. Like, That's you know a long Justin? ass name. You know Justin. <laughs> Which Justin? Little gay black kid. You know that be dancing all the time. <clears throat> I mean, I used to hang out with all the older kids too. And mm-hmm. it was um, my best friend, Evan Woods. I was nine and I had met her because my neighbor was like, hey, I know this little boy that be dancing all the time. <laughs> he'd be outside when they playing basketball and all the boys playing basketball, he'd be dancing to music, right? <laughs> They rang my doorbell, and she told me to come downstairs. So I came downstairs. I was like, hey, girl. And then she's like, these are my friends. They want to see you do the Harlem Shake. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And then I did the Harlem Shake. It's like... And my best friend, she goes, your name's Justin? I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm going to call you Just Dance. Uh-uh. And I was like, 
okay. And then <laughs> for what we've been friends for nineteen years Damn. or twenty years now, like twenty so... years worth of friendship. Um, and I, I, I fucking hate the video game and Lady Gaga just dance because like I had the name. <laughs> Before they did, I should have copyrighted should, that. We copyrighted could have made bad money, like. <laughs> but um, I think that's where a lot of the approval and validation, and I just knew that I was meant to do something dance related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think there always has to be that like that person or those people that see it in you before you see it in yourself, and then it's like a confirmation of like, oh, I like to do this. And people like what they see. All right, cool. I guess I'll keep going. Yeah, because it was like, like with my family dynamic, when my Mm -hmm. mom got married to my stepdad, Mm. whenever I got in trouble, like I hated school. I hated (laughs) everything about school. Like I just thought I was smarter than everybody. I just wanted to dance. Right. (laughs) But um, I used to get in trouble a lot. And then whenever I got into something, they would, they knew exactly what to take away from me. Like, I had PlayStations and shit. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't being taken away. No dancing. No dancing. <laughs> no art They footloosed you. Like, they literally <laughs> footloosed me. And it, it, almost, it almost damaged me in a sense of whenever I want to do something that I'm good at or there's something good happening for me, mm-hmm. I'll always, like, second-guess it or self-sabotage mm-hmm. because I'd rather me ruin it for myself than having somebody else try yeah. to take it away from me. You don't want to give them the privilege. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to give them the privilege. And then I like for a while too because I think from like eleven to like thirteen, like I was secretly going to people's like dance classes like mm. when, oh I'm gonna go after school and do homework. <laughs> nope. It was it was bring your friend to um dance class week. Oh. Yeah, and I re- oh yeah, I remember my homegirl Shayla. She had brought me to her um, mm-hmm. dance class, and I just I told my mom like we were doing some type of project or something. <laughs> yeah, and I was I'm about, studying at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like 13, 14. I'm at the library. No, yeah, I was fourteen, and um, my homegirl that was on the step team with me at the time, she was like, "Yeah, you should go to my dance studio called Dance Stop." And this is like in a suburban, mm. all-white town, you know, very varsity blues meets Mean Girls. Uh, <laughs> so not Nork. So not Nork, right? <laughs> um, so I'm in the class, and mind you, she's the only black girl. Mm. Like one, very few. Within our age range, she was the only black girl. Yeah. And um, she was like really, 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 really freaking good. And then... They told me to come to the class. I came to the class. The studio owner was like, you should come back. You should really think about coming back. And then I was like, okay. So then I, like, I don't know. I waited, like, I want to say two or three weeks until I told my mom that I wanted to do dance. And then she was like, well, I don't know how much it is. We could try it out. So then I was like, well, I've already been there. (laughs) And then she was like, okay, well, let's figure out the... um, the money situation. So she bought me, tried out the class. Then she started putting me in classes. Because uh, I think one of my aunts convinced her, yeah, put him, put him in classes. Like, you know he'd be dancing all the time. <laughs> so then it was, what, $60 mm. per class. Mm. So I was taking jazz, contemporary, and hip-hop. And so that was, what, 
and I think they wanted me to do one more, um, one more class, but my mom was like, nah, it's three classes. <laughs> and then she was like, we'll do this, but you know, be on your shit. So I was like, okay. So then it got too expensive and then she took me out. Mm. And then that's when the studio owner had called and was like, hey, so we understand that he can't come anymore because, you know, pricing, we could have worked something out. Mm. And then the studio owner was like, all right, we'll put him on scholarship. So then they put me on a scholarship. So once they put me on scholarship, it was a wrap. So there's clips on YouTube of us in the studio, like, I don't of, of little just of dance. little just dance. Like you can go, you can go to YouTube right now and find it. Like it's can we see that? It's hilarious. <laughs> I'd really like oh, to see that. Have to find, like you will see the horrendous, horrendous. And did the studio put it up? No, it was me recording it and oh. then putting on. Because this is around the time YouTube had came out right. too. So I feel like. You know, J. Cole, when he says the middle child, the song Middle Child, mm-hmm. like stuck in between. I had that era of watching things from music videos. Now I'm also having YouTube, right. the, mo- the biggest influencer yes. of like yeah. dance. I think you have to search um, J. Deshaun Thomas. <laughs> and if you if you go, if it looks like I'm in a high school or something, then that's the one that you search. If oh, which one is that? Which one is that? No, not that one. This one? Yes, go go to that. Now go to the earlier video. Just go to straight to the page. Straight to the page and go all the way to oh, the earlier video. Yeah. <laughs> so those are videos Wait, from the okay, time. So there's videos from the time I started at the studio uh-huh. through high school, senior year, everything. So do you, that's do you my want backyard. people to see this? I would love I've What's the page? I had my subs- look at my subscribers. And look at the views on the video. Wait, what's the page? 2008. 2008. Now, how many views does that video have? 13K. 13K views. And that's in 2008. And we're dancing to Pussycat Dolls when I grow up. <laughs> so if you want to see this, it's on YouTube. The page is Justin Thomas. <laughs> and there's 1.3K subscribers specifically i doubt there's another justin thomas with that specific number of subscribers but that was that was a lot for that time and there is an archive of straight beautiful but like beautiful old youtube like just raw you were yeah like you were able to upload raw footage footage and get that many views at that time i love it like i I miss it there were different things that i look at this my high school Three four ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You're right. The three four. What is that? That's freeze. Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo. So this is senior year. I had man's fuck- had abs when he was in high school. <laughs> no, I had those abs since fifth grade. Jesus. Like, it, my dance journey has just been such a whirlwind. Like, they built this studio in my school. And it was just like the football team is in the oh, back. Oh, it's a weight room and studio. Yeah, so the I football see. team, and it's so funny because I would always have my female friends. I'm the right, only right, only right. Gay black kid in school. <laughs> and then, like, oh, you got all the girls. They always be in your dance <laughs> classes and stuff to the point where some of them would even join in another dance classes. Of course. And then the coach would be like, hey, 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 hey. 
you're not supposed to be over there. Come over here. Come over. Like, uh, it was such a good There's time. Still movement in here that I see in your choreography. Oh yeah. Like now. now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. That you that music video, '90s into the 2000s foundation, yeah. so apparent. I don't know what this is. I ha- I hate this. But I love. See, I love that music is a time capsule, because that. So like freeze, right? T Pain, <coughs> Chris Brown, Chris Brown. Um, that that was it. It was just. But like, it's a song about dance. Yeah. But specifically, the kind of dance that was happening in what was that? that time. Like, oh, that was 2010. 10? No, no, it's 2008. Yeah. Yeah, 08. So that's right before my... Um, I, that's my senior year. I graduated 09. So yeah. this is, what, I think November? Yeah, this is definitely November. November, December, because... October. October? Okay. See, but, like, shit like this is important. Because if, if we can look back at, like footage from like the 70s and 80s and be like yo that's what like battling and breaking was at that time yeah we should be able to go back 10 years and be like yo that's what was happening 10 years ago and i was just like in a place where i had to constantly dance once i got into the studio and even the studio they hired me to be a teacher because our teacher got fired he was never there he was somebody that was working in a professional industry. He was assisting Brian Friedman. Um, shout out Brian Friedman. Shout out Brian Friedman, another legend. And I used to watch Brian Friedman on So You Think You yeah. Can Dance. And I he choreographed Britney, I'm a slave yep. for you. Like, yep. just these are all the influences that I'm, like, six degrees of separation kind of thing. Um, but being able to have that dance studio in my high school, yeah, that's joining a the step team at an early age, um, being able to get dance studio training, getting technique. Even before that, a lady from my church, she had her own dance program, and she was having me there on Saturdays, and mm-hmm. she put me on a scholarship and was exposing me to choreographers from uh, Broadway, The Lion King, um, Tap. Ballet. I was in everything, doing everything. So I have all of the technique training. I feel that I wanted more because I was exposed to the commercial world and mm-hmm. like music videos and stuff. I wanted more of that. Um, I never sang or did all that other stuff. So like Broadway wasn't, I knew Broadway wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. But I knew performing and being on somebody's stage was going to happen. And then I was super obsessed with Beyonce for like a time period. <laughs> So when, like, she did her first tour, the Beyonce experience, like, I learned every single musical arrangement. <laughs> I learned every bit of choreography, who choreographed it, who was just, like, doing everything for Beyonce. Because <laughs> I wanted to be Jayonce. Jayonce. Um, there's just a video dance, on YouTube. Jayonce. After she dropped Bow Down, this is my first content video. And I discovered what concept videos were mm. um, through YouTube and yeah. other um, choreographers like Lawam and um, Jamel McWilliams um, and, and Luther Brown. Mm. Um, I did a Monsters of Hip Hop back in 09. Yes. I did um, So You Think You Can Dance auditions just to, you know, get myself exposed to right. that. And then I did my first concept video in 2013. And 
that's what transitioned me into like the New York dance scene because mm. a lot of New York dancers had already knew who I was. And I had joined this dance company called Funkonometry. Mm-hmm. And Funkonometry is one of those community dance teams, you yeah. know, like Project D and right. Epic Motion. Um, so we were in that realm. And so I started seeing like a lot of um, dancers from Jersey that were taking classes in New York. And my friend Mikey, he was, um, he's from Jersey as well. But he had friends that were connected to KR3Ts. So that's when I started, you know, going mm-hmm. out to KR3Ts rehearsals. Shout out to Violetta. Shout mm-hmm. out to Noah. Shout out to the KR3Ts family. Um, so I knew, like, I like growing up, seeing, like, young Gil mm-hmm. and baby Noah, Adoralyn before she was even Adoralyn. Um, <laughs> Freaking, uh, what's her name? Amanda. Then you have um, uh, JJ that danced with uh, Yahel. JJ, he danced with KR3Ts. Mm. And he was living in Jersey, too. So he was kind of like my exposure to the New York dance scene as well. And, like, they they told me about um, just different classes I should be taking and shit. And then so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to come through and meet all these people. And then, like... Funkinometry had to perform at World of Dance, and this one they had it at Terminal Five. Uh, so that's where I met Heartbreak. Uh-huh. I had met Jerry. I uh-huh. had met Mad People yeah, that day. The New York scene the New just York, opened up. It just yeah, met yeah. David Thomas. Right. Um, it was a specific group of people that I had met that led me into the next wave of right, my life. Right. Um. And at this time, what? I'm already in college, like community college, and so doing were classes. you? Were you teaching at this point? I was still, and I was still teaching in the studio that I worked at. at home. Right. So it wasn't commercially yet. So that home studio was your first teaching yeah, job at, at sixteen. At 15, sixteen. At yeah. fifteen. And what were you teaching at that time? Uh, Hip hop. Mm-hmm. Because I was the only black kid that really, un- <laughs> because of what I was watching uh-huh. and the training that I was getting, yeah. I understood yeah. what a chest pump would look like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or how to move your hips, I, like what that would look like. So, damn, so 15 teaching. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed what you heard so far. Um, unfortunately, when we were recording this, the feed cut out at one point. But we were able to salvage the rest of the conversation. Um, so we're going to jump back in. And this is around the time uh, Justin started working with Tiana Taylor. All right. Enjoy the rest. Because okay, um, the twins, uh, Jalissa and Jalea, one of the twins, Jalea had hit me up. Shout out to the twins, the mm-hmm. Bond twins. Shout out Bond bundles. You know, wigs is coming <laughs> out. They got some fire ass wigs for y'all ladies. Um, so Jalea hit me up. She's like, hey. I'm going to be flying back into town. I want to do a quick video. This is on a Wednesday. Mm. So I call MJ. I'm like, hey, uh, can you shoot this video with Jalea and me? I think we're going to do like Tiana Taylor, right? So <laughs> she flies in. She's there at the studio. It, we film it. Um, Tiana sees it. Then Tiana starts following me on Instagram. And then we, like, start to, like, become 
you know, just cordial, you know, through social media friends and then talking. And then let's fast forward to 2019. Shorty comes. She sends me a DM. Yo, come through to this audition. Mm-hmm. I'm not, at this point, I'm just like, yo, is this really happening right now? <laughs> like, oh, like, come on, come on. And the one thing about I love about Tiana, she's very, like, loyal. Mm. Like, she's, she's loyal to her team and her people, but as long as you're a part of that brand, right. like, she's loyal. She'll always remember or look out for you. Mm. And I feel like that's what happened in this because she... She knew me and she knew the loyalty she had to Eli and Eli put in a good word for me. Like she was like, yo, come to this audition. I was like, girl, I got to bring my headshot. She was like, yeah, I don't really need it, but you could bring it. Like, just bring it. <laughs> and then I was like, let me bring my hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it was just like, <laughs> whatever. Like, I know who you are. <laughs> and then it was so funny because at the audition, I'm there. And, you know, I, I made a little, we made a little sign-in sheet. And then um, there were about several holding rooms. So imagine the top floor of Ripley and the main floor of Ripley just all full because they're holding all these. Right. Things. Oh, that's right. I heard about that, too. And there's mad people. They were calling people in the rooms and I didn't even learn the choreography yet. Mm. And then um, I had learned the choreography and they taught it. And then. It was like so many other people didn't learn the choreography yet. <laughs> so she was like, yo, can you go to the other rooms and teach the choreography to the people? And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I'm in these rooms. <laughs> teaching just, people. just the robot. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and you know what's crazy? We all thought that like she was going to have us like voguing and shit Mm -hmm. so at one point we were having a vogue session Mm. like um but after that and i taught the choreography um they did the whole cleanup then like round after round you start seeing people go and there were like people in this audition that like could have booked it but like Mm. it was just it was a lot of people we had over a thousand people in this audition so with like several holding rooms so imagine and for like how many spots and for the it was only 17 damn out of a thousand 17 but ended up having about 20 22 of us and then and that's because she paid for um part of the dance out of her own pocket just because she just wanted them Mm. and this was um the few shows that we had did with the red bull company um, shout out Red Bull. We was hopped up on Red Bull the whole time, bro. <laughs> yo, that yo, that's such a yo, that's such a thing in the dance community. We had like, like no water, but we had just mad, mad Red, Red Bull. Bull. <laughs> that's like branding on brand. They're yeah. always around. They're always around. But and then after we did the first Red Bull show, you know, she did. She still did it like a chop, and mm. now she has her core set of dancers and she's she's content with her dancers like she's been using the same dancers shout out to Nikwa who choreographed bear with me shout out to Flacco and um steven for choreographing how you want it like they like everybody has a role everybody has um a specific job in the team and everybody's doing their job and it fits and everybody like everybody's perfect for the job mm. 
Um, I'm glad that I got to assist with styling yeah. the show. I'm glad that I got to um, be a part of the show and teach some of the choreography for this audition. Like, just everything that I was asked to do. Right. I'm forever grateful for the opportunity that I was given to do that. Right. Because I've grown since being in middle school, yeah. high school, and, I, and I've become more artistic and open to a lot of different platforms. Yeah, and, like, that's besides dancing, too. And that's, like, right, that's besides dancing. Absolutely. Like, now man's is cooking, like... Yo. And I've always cooked, but, like, that comes from me working in Ruby Tuesdays. Right. But like, that's, that's dope when you can just be like, oh, I like doing this anyway, so I'm just gonna do it and yep. make it into something. Mm-hmm. Like... Were you already like fucking around with fashion when they asked you yeah. to help with the styling? Yeah, I was doing a lot of um, photo shoots and stuff with my best friend, Steven. Mm. And his dad went to high school with my now <laughs> mentor, Larry Underwood. And they grew up in the same projects in Jersey. So um, Larry went to California. Then he moved to now where he's stationed in Washington Heights, where his showroom mm. is. So his dad is like, oh, your Uncle Larry's going to, um, he wants you to walk in a fashion show. So this is when, remember that MTV show in the Heights? Yeah. The Heights? Yeah, the Heights, yep. So for Fashion Week, they had a fashion show, mm. and they casted my best friend as one of the models as well. Oh. So then I had did the styling because I was working with Larry at the time. And so I was just like, oh, shit, like, these niggas from VH1 and MTV is going to be here. Like, it was a dope location, dope after party. And I met so many other people that I now have connections with that are working, like, with Mac and for St. Laurent and doing um, different branding and styling. Um, but Larry was, like, my first step into, like, the New York fashion scene mm. and just to see how, like, an authentic fashion mm. show. And like I said, as a kid, I used to sketch a lot. Right. So, um... I think I had designed like a few pieces like as a kid, but never really took it seriously. And it wasn't until I met Larry that like mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, like mm, I could do this. I could tailor some outfits. Um, I could do this. So then on the Tiana show, we were actually looking for black and white looks. So for the opening number, mm. we were wearing black and white. We had more black and not enough white mm. so they were like do you know anybody i was like well i have a few people that um out here that design and then it just clicked in my head larry larry got larry does stuff and so i called larry and he was like yeah just come pick up the garments tomorrow dope and so i went just to his like house that. i bought a few of the dancers with me so they could get um fitted, fitted and have the pieces altered and then we bought all of the garments to rehearsal the next day. And you'll see, like, in the clip, like, us being styled and picking our outfits. Mm. Some of those outfits were the outfits that I had bought in. And then even, like, down to one of the brands, Cross for God, Cross for God they are from Taiwan. And um, they sent in a few pieces. And I had wore their stuff the year before uh, mm -hmm. for a radio show that I was doing or um, 
a video casting show uh, mm. on Instagram for a client that I was working with in LA. So I had already had that connection with them. Mm -hmm. And then they sent me more clothing because <laughs> I had styled it inside of um, Tiana's show. Nice. And I'm just like, yo, everything that happens, it's, just, it's so crazy. Okay. Exa uh, okay. Exactly. Like, you just got to say yes to the opportunity. That's so, yo, shout out to you and your energy. Cause I learned that from Samuel Jackson. Samuel mm -hmm. Jackson's the highest paid black actor. <laughs> he says, yes, motherfucker. He says, yes, motherfucker, to every. He's never turned down an acting job. He is the highest paid black actor because he's never turned down an acting job. And why not? It's an opportunity, right? Yep, it's an opportunity. And, and that and that's the thing. Not every opportunity is an opportunity. No. But like, you have to put your best. At least try something. And yeah. if it's not for you, you can easily say no. You can. This is not for me. It's not going to work out. Boom. Thank you for your time. Right. But clearly, mm -hmm. the more you say yes, the more you're led to the opportunities you want. Yeah. Because you got to put yourself out there first. Mm -hmm. Get the experience, and then. You know, comes the big boys, you know, the big league shit. Yep. But you got to be prepared. That's what it is. The preparation leads <coughs> you there. And now <coughs> you've had the opportunity to cook more. <coughs> yeah, pretty much. And get into that. <coughs> I feel like I'm <coughs> transitioning to where I'm. Dance is always going to be there for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm young enough and healthy enough that. I still am gonna dance. Like even when I'm 60, you still gonna see me <laughs> doing the robot. Okay. Like okay. So like, I want to be able to live a personal life mm. while still handling my professional life. Mm. Like I want there to still be moments where I'm able to just take a day off and not stress about a gig or a shoot or yeah. something like. I can literally just take a day off to lay down and it's slowly starting to happen. And now it's allowing me time to get into my culinary skills mm -hmm. and to refine, you know, my fashion skills and styling and things like that. Cause yeah. I just styled a few projects. Uh, recently I just did buttons, um, uh, birthday project mm. and we did pussycat dolls buttons. Yeah, that's I, right. You know, I pulled in a few pieces from one from Larry and, you know, one from my grandmother, who's also into fashion. Dope. So, Those are dope looks, too. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Um, but as far as culinary goes, like, I'm I'm able to, like, you know, try out new recipes, yeah. now, different things. And uh, I just catered one of my good friends, Destiny's birthdays. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, you know, do another event soon and yeah. i have other events coming up or planning to do that involve culinary arts and oh um, yeah just bringing good food and good vibes to people yeah that um, makes sense you know it is another art form that you can experiment with and try new things and bring in foundation that you've already had like i'm sure you grew up around yeah good cooking you know, grandma Grandma, I'm always up at 7 a.m. frying <laughs> fish. Like, 
You'll see it on my live. Like I was on Instagram live during uh, July Fourth weekend, and me and mm. my grandmother was just in the kitchen, like <laughs> cooking. But she also dances, so she busting a whole two step with some corn in her hand, like <laughs> or a knife in her hand, like grandma. Like be careful, be careful. but <laughs> hit that step, girl. Ooh, hit those shoulders, girl. Like uh, that is such a funny video too. Like because she's just there, she's focused. Yeah, like, show, she's doing her little bop. But, like, I learned a lot from her with, like, cooking. Um, and I'm glad that she's still here because I lost my other grandmother. Mm. And I was a lot closer to my other grandmother than I was with my mom's mom. Um, yeah. But I'm appreciating that she's here. And, you know, she's had strokes, two mm. strokes. And she can still remember and still be, uh, you know, she still has her mechanics. Her, her yeah. Her skills, her motor skills, um, that she can still do the recipes and still cook and uh, season the way that she knows that she can because my grandfather had a stroke and mm. he can do anything. He needs a uh, an aid with him at all times. Damn. Like, he's just done for. Um, but like I'm taking every opportunity I can with her when she cooks to learn all the shit because once she's gone, you know, we're not going to have that. Somebody has to be the right. matriarch, the person to bring, keep that exactly. alive. Um, but she better write them recipes down and put it in her will and give them to me. Because, and I tell her that shit all the time. Be like, Grandma, look, I'm not rushing the process, but like, make sure when you getting all your affairs in order that like... You know, <laughs> you know where to put my stuff. Okay, thank you, okay. Thanks. Um, remember me. <laughs> remember me. What's that from? Um, Coco. Coco. Remember me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but that's that's exactly what that is. It's like remembering that foundation, like what everything was built on, uh, yeah. going back to the beginning. Yeah, and. You know, that's how a lot of my performances panned out, too. Like, I always took from things that I learned or saw mm -hmm. or live performances that I saw as a kid that I was like, if I was a choreographer, how would I have yeah. done it? Or how would this have come out? Yeah. Or what would this look like if I did it, if this was my work, if right. I was the creative director of this project? And that inspired, like, a lot of the most recent pieces that I've been releasing. Like, mm. I feel like everybody's favorite, which will always be timeless, is Thong Song. Yes. Um, and that started because I just dyed my hair blonde. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you look like and Cisco. Everywhere <laughs> I went, everybody's like, yeah, oh, my God, you look just like, what's his name? What's that? He's in that Thong Song. And I'm just like... Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, but I'm not. <laughs> like, it took me a whole year before I even considered doing that. Because I'd be yeah. like, oh, my God, you look just like Cisco. 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 <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, well. I guess I'm Cisco. <laughs> in January of 2019, I did Cisco Thong song. Yes. And niggas was like, oh. <laughs> it was, I gave... Full live performance. Yes. It was to the point where you had the, the guy and girl dancers. I think I took it from the um, the BET Awards mm. back in... Oh, no. It was like... 
it was either the VMAs or the BET Awards. I think it was the VMAs. Mm. And he had about like 40 people up. On yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember that. Guys one. and girls, color coordinated outfits. Um, the choreography like was just just timeless and like effortless. I was like, yeah, this is this is me. I can do this. So I got some people together. I ordered some um, outfits from Fashion Nova. <laughs> I had Larry do my um, look at Cisco. We wore black and red. Yes. There were different sections. I had the BBWs against <laughs> the little little booty matter. Like, <laughs> it was just a great, great performance. It was to the point where everybody thought I was singing live. <laughs> everybody thought that it was like the actual Cisco shit. Like they hired Cisco to come. Like <laughs> people were singing along. Um, people were like, they just kept coming up to me like, yo, I really felt like I was there. And I even had people playing the violins. Yes, I that's orchestra. right. That's forgot about that part. And that's what sets a performance apart. You can put a, a you could wear black and red <laughs> and have non-cohesive looks and go on stage and just put on a piece to the most hippest song. And yeah, people are like, ooh, <laughs> ah. But if you can't create an experience, exactly, then what is the point of yeah. that performance? That, like you said, it was, a, it was an experience. It was a whole production. Um, that was the first time like I got to live inside the mm-hmm. Jay Deshaun world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's when like it clicked for me like oh like this dude this dude knows what he's talking about um because i i knew you like taught and stuff like that but uh that was the first time i got to see an actual performance um so yeah i i just need to know how do you how as a how do you separate teaching from choreography to thinking on a whole stage production level um, I actually treat it the same because the way mm. you practice is the way you perform. Mm. I feel like it's always a performance. Um, it doesn't matter if you're doing it for fun. You're just in a class. But the point of being there is to learn, to let it resonate, mm-hmm. and then to execute, like, mm. to apply it. Right. So... Applying something is a performance. Applying something is, you know, I learned how to do this, um, the heel toe. So now (laughs) I want to showcase what I learned. Exactly. Um, So I treat it the same to where, like, I'm not going to be like, this is rehearsal and five, six, seven, eight, boom. All right, transition, boom. Yeah, in class, I can just give you simple steps and, you know, teach you how to do it. And then, yeah, we can do it in groups. But... I'm also teaching you how to feel, how um, to pay attention, how you look when you are doing it, spatial awareness, um, the confidence level that you have to have in order to be able to perform something. Mm -hmm. I also like to remind people that if you're taking class, you just paid between $10 and $20 to take this class. (laughs) And I know what I can get with $10 and $20. Easy, okay? So you want to, even though it's not much, you still want to put your best foot forward. You paid for that, so you want to be able to go through the whole process. Don't just learn something. Don't just learn steps and then boom, it's done. No, learn these steps, apply it, 
and then perform it and right. then understand what it is that you're performing understand the intention behind your movement understand the the point of i'm performing this for my knowledge to see my progress and to see what i'm doing as a performer and as a dancer mm. and a, a little bit of advice i always give is you know who you are as a person you'll know who you are as a dancer and then that should read in your performance mm. knowing what you're capable of knowing your your strengths and your weaknesses right um and what you need to work on to better yourself as a performer and as a dancer and as a person discipline accountability awareness those are the things that you need as a dancer purpose and intention as well because you can't do anything without that absolutely i i was gonna ask you do you have a a piece of advice for those out there wondering where to start but like that's the perfect you want to know where to start (laughs) read a goddamn book um (laughs) do your fucking research do your homework know who's who just don't know followers just don't know social media presence you Mm. have to know who it is that you either want to dance for or dance like Mm. and you should only want to dance like yourself Mm -hmm. But, of course, we get different influences that make us who right. we are. Um, I was influenced, you know, by Missy, Aaliyah, Usher, right. those type dancers. And some new dancers now. But, like, you have to know who you are. Do your homework and your research on what type of dancer you want to be. Um, be practical. Knowing where you can work. Like, I know that, well... I can't say that. Maybe I can <laughs> one day. If this was back in 09, I was never going to work with Beyonce. Right. Because I didn't have the build, the height, or mm. the stamina to work for Beyonce. My market now that I understand as a choreographer and as a performer is I work really well with newer and up and coming or signed LGBTQ artists mm. as well as mainstream artists. And if they're not LGBTQ, they're just regular artists that I can showcase my masculine side. Why? Because I can dance both feminine and masculine. Right. So I understand that the jobs that I'm going to book are jobs like Tiana and Todrick Hall and Margie Plus and Pride and just different things that are along the lines of what make me me as a performer um and just self-awareness being aware that not everybody's going to be receptive to your kind of energy or not everybody's going to want to be in the same room as you not a lot of people are are going to be accepting of you you may intimidate people your growth or who you are as a person may make it feel make make another person feel uncomfortable is that your responsibility no is that your problem no so you should never feel bad about being you and who you are but just be aware mm-hmm. of who you are and how you make other people feel and just to be the best version of yourself around those people no matter what because they can't take that away from you anyway so if you want to start somewhere, start knowing yourself and knowing what you need to know for you. And then everything else will follow. Uh, makes sense. I, I mean, I've, I'm, not, I'm not signed. I am not signed to an agency. And I've been dancing professionally for about, what, 12 years now? 
So there's if, the, if I can be doing this shit for 12 years without any type of agent and book the people that I've booked, it's possible. You don't have to look at anybody else's journey and be like, oh, they're signing, they're doing it this way. I need to be doing it that way. What's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander. Exactly. So you got to know what works for you. Being authentically yourself, I got all the jobs that I've gotten by being myself and knowing myself as a person. So that's that's the important thing that everybody should like keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it goes right back into know who you are as yourself first, and then you'll know who you are as a dancer. Dude, perfect. Yep. This is awesome. Thank I you mean, so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm always here to drop the gems for the girls. So um, where can where can they find you and these gems? Find me on Instagram at Justin Deshaun Official. J-U-S-T-I-N-D-E-S-E-A-N-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. That's on Instagram. C A L L A T T. Okay. Um you'll find all my other um Instagram links uh to my styling. I try to keep everything in one page. I'm that person that like keep it simple, you know, stupid. It, it's it's <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um website's coming soon. Once I get one, <laughs> um, just Squarespace and if you ever, sponsor us. Also, um, you know, if you ever want to talk to me, I'm not that asshole that's just going to like read your DM. If you want to talk and get advice, make sure that it's, you know, you send me a message of purpose. Just don't be like, hey, and then don't <laughs> say anything because then you'll go right to the general folder. Um, but <laughs> Man's got I folders. want you to, I want people to know that like they can always contact me if they need advice. Dope. Um, even if it's not me, they want to take class from, if they want to learn a different style and I don't teach that, I can always direct you to whoever you need to be directed to. Um, just hit me up. Don't be afraid. Um, I may look like a bitch sometimes, but that's only because I'm a bitch. Um, and I'm from Newark. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Newark. But now I live in the Bronx, so that's even worse. <laughs> it's Uptown like, nah, shout out Uptown, VX Baby, birthplace of hip hop. Uh, but yeah, you can find me. I'm always on live. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on my story going off ranting about something. So <laughs> you will definitely be able to find me. People share. Dope. Thanks again, bro. Appreciate Love you. you guys. Love you. Peace, y'all. Bye. Once again, big shout out to everyone that came through to tune in. Shout out to Jay for sitting down with me and dropping some gems. Uh, I hope you learned a little something, maybe about yourself, definitely about Jay. And thanks again. This is the first eight count, but it definitely won't be the last. I I don't know. I I might sign off with that. (laughs) For now, peace. Peace.